Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to this King's Place podcast. This summer, members of the Stax Music Academy travelled from Memphis to the London stage to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the 1967 Stax Vault European Tour and they will perform on Saturday the 15th of July in King's Place's Hall 1. Stax Music Academy has for more than 16 years had tremendous success mentoring students in song. The Academy has given hope and opportunity for young people to succeed in life. Let's hear from some of those students attending Stax Music Academy today and their ideas of soul music. That soul is, I don't know if it's something that you can even contain in a dictionary type definition, but when you experience it, you'll know. Um, you'll feel it in your toes, in your fingers, <laughs> in the nine of your head. I think that's soul. We're pretty much on the same page. It's not something put in a dictionary like that, because it's because you know all the, the songs that came out, you know, they, all of them weren't the same, you know, but they all had the same aspect of soul. I think that's what contributes to blues and all that type of stuff because you pour all your feelings into it, like it tells a story. Exactly like what blues does, but soul is like, it's coming from like a deeper, deeper like connection. It's like a feeling, you know, you can't grasp it. It's like, you say you have soul. You can't say you have soul unless you truly authentically, authentically understand what soul means to you. You know, anybody can say it, but you can't explain soul music just like you can't explain soul food. If somebody asks you what, like, what's your definition of soul food, you can't just say, um, it's this type of food or something like that because, you know, you just got to feel it. So in 1967, Stax Records sent its top artists on the label's first Stax Vault European tour, and those artists' lives and the lives of the audience were changed forever. As 2017 marks the 50th anniversary of that tour, the Stax Music Academy will celebrate this by sending its top students on a tour of the UK, France and Ireland, performing the same set list of the original tour with Otis Redding, Sam and Dave, Eddie Floyd, Carla Thomas, Arthur Conley and Booker T and the MGs. Let's hear from former Stax record owner Al Bell on the phone about the original tour. Of Europe, but all white audiences and all of these white 
young people, older people, male, female, just excited about our music, uh, uh, every, every lyric, and, and the songs that were being performed. And I couldn't understand it, what it was. And I found it grew just being diplomatic in my question from time to time to appreciate that as we went throughout Europe, people in Europe viewed us as African-Americans in the true sense of the word. They were appreciating our music as an art form that came from the African-American culture. It broadened, and all of us in different ways, our perspective on what we were doing and made us even prouder of what we were about. One of those artists on the 1967 tour was Carla Thomas. She had this to say. Uh, Booker was there, for Connolly, Sam and Dave, Eddie Floyd and myself. Yeah, it was just really wonderful. We went all through England. Subsequently to that, I know this is off the subject a little bit, but I grew to love the people there. And I used to wonder how they get these albums so quick. And where are they getting them from? <laughs> They're standing in line with all our, how do you all get this stuff? So that was exciting too. And it became exciting to see your royalties with all these different little cities cropping up. Through that uh, tour, I guess people getting to talk and publicity and all was really being generated. Because back in those days, there was no faxes and, and uh, internet. And so it was like word of mouth and telephone calls and airmail pictures and uh, being sent of the shows and they were filming so they could put it on a film after we were gone for maybe another tour like the one that young people are getting ready to do. A lot of this music came through gospel people. You got Aretha, you got Wilson Pickett, uh, Lou Rawls, all these people were gospel people at first and it just excited me. The horns became to be very uh, dominant. You got to have that, that dance and that, that thing going. So the movements, the dance, the singing stemmed a lot from just creative energy. And I, I believe it has a lot to do with the spiritual aspect that's, that later became called soul, soul music. And that's why, because you're singing from your soul, you're singing yeah. from your feelings. It's not from note by note. And you stand it, you get into the studio and you create. Somebody just says, Otis, they used to have a joke with Otis. They would say, hey, you don't play that chord right. We'll call Otis. He heard it all. To finish, let's hear again from the Stax's current students on what they hope to get from the trip and maybe even an impromptu song. Well, I expect you know, a lot more hype than, you know, what we receive here in America. Representing the United States over there, I kind of want to change the stereotype that that is put on black teenagers. Because, you know, most of the time when people see black teenagers, they think, oh, you're about to do something violent or something like that. Being able to go to Europe, you know, on a, sending a positive message, I kind of want to shift their stereotype to show that, you know, not all young black teenagers are what you think they are, because um, I'm the total opposite. I'm grateful that I can go over there, attempt to change the stereotype. I, I, I can't say I'm gonna do it. When you travel to Europe, like when we were in Australia, I think there are two 
things that are on the agenda as a young African-American performer. You know, you have, I won't say the responsibility, but the task of, you know, demolishing those stereotypes because people all over the world watch TV, reality TV, and it's not always the greatest picture or the most accurate picture of who African-Americans are. So, you know, you have the task of going over there and really just, you know, exposing the world to true black excellence and excellence, period. And then you also have the task of upholding the legacy, the foundation that Miss Thomas has been talking about. I mean, you're talking about incredible performers who have already laid the groundwork, and so you can't go across the world and, um, you know, not uphold that standard. That's kind of the two things that you really have to uh, keep at the forefront of your mind every time you hit the stage, every time you interact with the people. We really don't, you really don't know how big of an opportunity it is until you actually get there. One more time, yeah, one more time. He's allowed us to come together one more time. I said oh, one more time, yeah, one more time. He's allowed us to come together one more time. Come and hear these aspiring young musicians live on Saturday the 15th of July at 8pm in King's Places Hall 1. Full details can be found at kingsplace.co.uk forward slash stacksmusic. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening. <laughs>